Kia ora te welcome back to Under the Whāraki, I'm Anatola. I'm Tahu and today we're talking about sex work with our special guest Anna Tenakurehoa. Could you please introduce yourself to the crowd so they get to know you a little bit better? Kia ora, Nissan Bulavanaka, my name's Anna Pickering and I work as a sex worker activist for an organisation called Aotearoa New Zealand Sex Workers Collective which was formerly the New Zealand Prostitutes Collective. Amazing, mean. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this corridor today. I have so many questions, but it's just nice to have a space we can talk about something like this that often we don't talk about and has a lot of stigma attached to it. So thank you so much for being with us today. Um, to warm up the space, we do a little icebreaker. And that's that's really just to kind of get us going, get us flowing with some corridor. So basically, basically our icebreaker is called Ye Na or Na Ye. Mm. And so I'll say a statement and then you and Tahu and I will have a little conversation. So Ye Na means no and Na Ye means yes. Cool? <laughs> so white bread is superior to any other bread. Mm. Yeah, nah, or nah, yeah. Um, yeah. Nah, yeah? Nah, yeah. Nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 You're not a Vogels person? Uh, Whole grain? I, uh, actually, you know, white bread's what our peeps eat, so mm. I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah. What, is there a way that you like to have it? Toasted. Toasted. Butter? <laughs> yeah. Has to have real butter. Yeah, real butter. Yeah. Here we go. Don't even put your finger. Cheese <laughs> <laughs> olivani. <laughs> you know, I, I learned this from um, my Maori fano because you know when I, you know, the, you only eat real butter. Yeah. And so it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. I get that, and I, 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 I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Judgments allowed in the space. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> I'm 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 a I'm a yena. No. Nice. But that's because I don't actually eat real butter anymore. If I was eating real butter, then it would be white. Bread. You can only have white bread. Is real white butter. bread vegan? No. Um. Yeah, I think most of it is. Oh, okay. I'm not hundred oh, no, percent sure. Yeah, gluten. But there's some bogles that aren't vegan because they have egg in it. Right. Um. But I just I just love brown toast. Right. I just love brown toast so. I love brown anything, so, nice. um, but brown toast. Exactly, that's why I don't want to be an advocate for the white people. <laughs> yeah, exactly! But it's so much superior. <laughs> <laughs> I'm white power till I die no, with bread, okay? Yeah. <laughs> that bread is the best. Oh. It's so, like, it's so unfulfilling as well. That's the other thing. You can just eat so much of it. I know, I yeah. know. It is really Also, like, bakery bread. Yeah. Oh, like the hot bakery Warm. bread. With the, the crust. Mm. With the crust. Yeah. Far out. Okay, let's stop. We're going on about bread. I haven't had breakfast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd say my favourite bougie bread would be sourdough. Oh, mm. I love this. I'm sourdough. a brioche. Yeah. Oh, they're not vegan. Yeah. Aren't they? Nah, come on, guys. Unlucky. Give me some vegan. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, so, moving on from there, we go to the pop quiz to learn. Um, well, it's basically a time for us to learn. Yeah. Um, but just to see how much we know about the topic, which is next week today. Mm. Which I don't know much about. Yeah, me either. Like, pretty much just know about OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I have contemplated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, yeah. So, you asked us the part though, and we have our whiteboards cool. ready to go. Okay. Um, why do sex <coughs> workers prefer to be known as sex workers <gasps> other than prostitutes? Mm.
Not an essay, not an essay. <laughs> My days. <laughs> Go. You need to get into abbreviations. <laughs> like acronyms. You need to start doing acronyms for your answers and then you read. Like, yeah, go. Yeah. Okay. The stigma behind the word? They don't like it? Yes. I said prostitute has more stigma attached to it and it was a name pushed onto them. Kia ora. There? Yeah, they're both right. Yeah? So, would, is, what's the difference between prostitution and, and escorting? Well, um, with sex work, everything that covers stripping, escorting, um, or selling sex for money is, is, sex is, work. is sex work. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, cool. Okay. I think also when people, when I hear people say prostitute, I think they're saying it with a lot of judgment. Right. And like, right? And like a lot of venom and disgust. Yeah. And I think sex work, it's showing its work, it's mahi and, you know. And the politically correct term is sex work, not prostitute. Right. Right. Okay. Got you. I just lost my cap on there. You're right. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but now I've got no rubber. Oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay then. Yeah, yeah. I can, yeah. you can use mine. No, yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. How long has um, the how long has it been decriminalised in Aotearoa, New Zealand? Sex work being decriminalised in Aotearoa, New Zealand. I should think I know this. I actually think I might know the month too. Whoa! Really? Go with both. I because I remember uh, uh, again don't don't include it if I'm wrong but 10 years I oh I 20 think years June 2003 oh, <gasps> yeah. oh my god this is, I so 25th of thank June you for 2003 is when um, sex work became to criminalize in Aotearoa New Zealand so it'll be our 20th year anniversary yeah beautiful is there much of, is a big celebration yeah, we, we're planning to have a celebration in oh, uh, Tamaki, yeah. So, oh. was all sex work banned before 2003? So, um, I mean, <coughs> prostitution or sex work was legal, but you couldn't sell, um, you couldn't sell, you couldn't sell sex, basically. Um, yeah. You couldn't solicit. And um, right, what yeah. used to happen before, we had an old legislation called the Massage Parlour Act in 1978. And so when the law got, when that law got repealed under decriminalisation, it, um, it basically was anyone that had a soliciting conviction couldn't work in a massage parlour. Um. And if you had a drug <laughs> charge, you couldn't work in a massage parlour. And so um, your children were removed from your care if you had a soliciting conviction. Oh. It was a $250 fine. And um, you were deemed as a criminal. And it would affect you um, travelling. Your children were removed from your care. And most of our people <laughs> who were criminalised under that old law was um, our Māori and Pacifica sex workers. So it took us 19 years to fight for fight law for reform. Wow. With um, wow. you know different consecutive <laughs> governments. Yeah. Wow. And that changed in 2003? In 2003. Wow. We got the law through by one vote, and it was by the, um, you know, Dame Winnie Laban. So she was the first Pacifica MP back in 2003 for Mana, um, oh, a, a yeah, representative yeah. of the Labour Party <laughs> under the Clark government. And um, just by one vote, so it was one Christian MP that voted to support um, decriminalisation and one Muslim MP that abstained. So we got the law wow. through by 60 votes for and 59 votes against with wow. one abstention. Far out. That yeah. is pretty <coughs> close. And oh, what the fuck, hey? 
Like they all don't love sex or pay for exactly. sex. Exactly. And sex being the oldest profession of ever. But it's also more so why would you want to criminalize something else? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to create avenues well, where Well, because it's majority regulate. brown. That's and all. I think, in, um, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but in Aotearoa, New Zealand, any laws around, um, you know, uh, basically um, any laws around morality in Aotearoa, right. New Zealand, when it comes to our representatives of parliament, it is a conscious vote. So it's a, not a party vote. So those MPs have to make a conscious vote uh, for themselves, but they will get, um, you know, the constituents that vote them in if they don't agree with that, uh, that, um, that sitting MP for that area has to sort of sit with like, oh, you know, if I vote this, I mean, am I going to be in in the next election? So most people don't know that anything around abortion, um, sex work, prostitution, um, drugs, you know, um, uh, euthanasia, oh, alcohol. Oh, right, all those, right, right, right. Yeah, anything around morality laws around morality is a conscious vote for um, our House of Representatives, yeah. Mm. Right. That's amazing. Was that the last question? Oh, uh, uh, did we, how many did we do? Two. Two. Do you want to, do you have any more? We can just go straight into We can go straight into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I lost anyway. <laughs> I'm glad yeah, I'm you recognised that. Over I'm over there. I'm over there. That was um, like brain drain. <laughs> yeah. No, because that's, that's um, really good information for people to know. I think it's also important to know the history of something, why it's important that we've moved past this and trying to do better on and on. Um, I was a social worker for, for a few years and um, no longer actively practicing. However, um, my first bit of mahi, I worked quite closely with mothers repairing their attachment and relationship with the child they'd lost out of care. So worked, you know, in relationship with SIFs. Um, and what I learned a lot through that time was there was a lot of young girls that were forced to 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 sell sex um, and in desperation to cater to their family who were exploiting them, and I think there's a whole side of people uh, that people often focus on is is the the trauma stuff, the bad stuff, but oft often focusing on the fact that there are people that choose to do this and enjoy this mahi. What are your thoughts when we are talking about the fact that there are two sides? Um, or multiple versions and experiences that some have caused harm and some have out of choice and then some it's because it's mahi that they need so they can get food on the table. Well, a lot of people don't know this, that before the law changed in 2003, if you were a rangatahi <coughs> and you were out um, selling sex, you, the rangatahi was criminalised with the conviction and could be sent to prison um, or to a you know, youth prison or um, what they used to have then... Um, it wasn't OT then, I mean, it was not OT, it was um, SIFS. SIFS, but before yeah. that it was State Ward. Oh, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. I'm showing my age here. No, this is beautiful, <laughs> <laughs> this is beautiful, yeah. Yeah, and so any, uh, most of our, our rangatahi, if they were 12 or 13 or 14 and they were um, out on the street um, selling sex, the police would come around and, um, you know, pr pretend that they were clients and then um, entrap them to get them entrap them where they'd say that they would solicit a job for money for sex, that, that rangatahi um, was criminalised. So that's what used to happen before the 2003. And some of our um, people from our community who have that lived experience of what it used to be like back in the day, um, you know, got to speak 
um, passionately about their experiences to politicians and select committees and closed rooms. And it was, um, you know, um, it was quite harrowing stuff, even yeah. to the point where we'd spoken to the Children's Commissioner of that day, you know, with um, uh, in saying that. But any young person <coughs> who sells sex today is not criminalised. It's only third parties, and that means people who are... Um, you know, like it could be people who are organising them. You know, um, people mm. who and a client who purchases the sex of a rangatahi. So um, those. So now under the Prostitution Reform Act, um, that section of the law, the rangatahi is not the wrongdoer is protected. Right. It's just the third parties that facilitate or buy the sex from the rangatahi. And so, <coughs> with two th when the law changed, even I mean, you know organisations like, um, which was then Child Youth and Family Services, now Oranga Tamariki, sort of had to like, okay, what are we going to do? And so I'd say, um, from my experience working in this region, Tamaki Makoto, we, um, you know, sort of said to Oranga Tamariki, you know, this is what we do. NCPC, um, we can talk to the young person about safe mm -hmm. sex, the law, um, and we can also support them around stuff, around exploitation and things yeah. like that. So you're able to regulate it more, you're able to offer support and services more when there is no harm of like, or potential harm of going to prison for it. That, that's right. Yeah. And with Oranga Tamariki, they would do a subsection 101. Right, right. And so when um, some of our rangatahi were under the custody, um, they would put them into, I don't know, I'm just talking for Auckland, Whakatakapokai. Yeah. Um, Are um, they still around? No, that, that's yeah, not around anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. Ipuni in Wellington and yeah. um, Korowai Manaki if it was um, high-risk offender. Yeah. The sex week wasn't the, the issue. What it was is um, with, the, with the, you know, the state was about the rangatahi being at risk, you know, not being able, absconding. Mm. Now we're talking social work language, you know, which means a young person um, won't stay home, they'll jump out the window or um, mm. sometimes they're, family won't even report them as missing persons. Yeah. So you can have a rangatahi out on the street um, or, you know, staying at friends' places and their parents don't even know what the hell they're up to. Mm. But um, with adult sex workers, um, which is 18 and over, most sex workers, if they see any rangatahi out on the street, um, you know, they'll come and let us know, NZPC, and then, um, you know, we call them whistleblowing. And then we try and connect with them that way. But I can say now our um, working relationship with Oranga Tamariki is that we'll have a social worker ring me up or email and say, I've got a rangatahi who is sex working. Can you help us or give us some advice about what to do? And how the department is now is that it's shifted from looking at... Um, you know, this risk is a problem, but looking at it more from a harm reduction. Yeah. Beautiful. And so Oranga Tamariki, yeah. most people don't realise, have set up a specialised team that deal with our most high-risk youth in the country. And it, they're based in um, Greyland, Oranga Tamariki, but that specialised team there, I think there's like maybe six social workers there. They have the most complex cases. Yeah. And if someone um, is Section 101, um, that and you know the person who's working with that rangatahi has to put in um a, you know like a, a a process around 
this person's at risk, we need support with this because maybe if they're in Rotorua, um, we don't have the resources here. You know, what, what are you guys doing up there? So that's how that's sort of how we work now. Mm. All the departments sort of got to look at it from a, a harm reduction approach. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so mm. important. Like I work with kids who, um, <coughs> you know, have whanau, um, that a, you know, a, a dad might be, a, you know, a patch gang member, um, you know, and there might be three generations of sex workers, grandma, mother, and the, you know, daughter or son. Mm. And then yeah. I've dealt with, you know, rangatahi who come from other parts of Aotearoa, New Zealand, and they're transgender, mm. and um, so they come to the city because they, you know, they can't do, I mean, it's not, they choose to do sex work, but they're going through an identity crisis on sexuality. They want to go somewhere where they can be themselves and, you know, go through this navigation space of growth and, um, you know, being with people like themselves. I imagine this could be quite scary for kids, like where kids are out on the road. Well, I guess you've grown up in a system where the world's not not giving you many chances anyway. But how many um, sex workers? One, um, a male. Is that quite a? Is that as common? And then two, um, are there by choice on your guys' stats? Well, male sex work. Our, ind our industry is mainly made up of wahine. Yep. So I'd say probably like. You know, like ninety four percent. Oh, actually, no, ninety two percent would be wahine, and wow. then we would have the next percentage would be transgender and rainbow, right? And then the male sex workers would probably only be like two percent or three. Yeah. Why don't women want to buy sex? Because they can get it, eh? Actually, a lot of our male sex workers, um, they, uh, you know, they're men who have sex with men, so they're having yeah, sex right. with men who pay mm. to have sex with them. Yeah. And so we have a thing we call gay for pay mm. or straight for pay. Um, so most of our um, Tani would work on online platforms like, um, oh God, I don't want to give away the names, but um, there's, you know, they have uh, websites where they can go and advertise their services right. and then sometimes they may also go undercover on dating sites mm. um, and um, and connect with people that way or um, through Grindr. I don't know right. if you know about Grindr. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, is there, because you, you mentioned like there is a lot of transgender people who also, um, who also uh, you know, do sex work and I think growing up on Karangahape Road, um, mm. there was always stories about who people who would stand on K Road, K Road yeah. and um, a lot of um, harmful, you know, com comments and conversations about it. And I remember being a kid, and people would be like, "I'm going to go drive down K Road and look at the, uh, you know, the prostitutes." That yeah, what, yeah. what was said. Um, what is there? Has there been ways that there's been support for sex workers when dealing with the public, the public, yeah. and the ab absolute like dis dis like this disgusting behaviour that we often mm. show to people that we think deserve it? The projection of the shame. The projection eh? of shame and yeah, yeah. the yeah. the scrutiny that we think we're entitled to show to people. Like, what has what has that been like? 
for people? Like, has there been support around that? Yeah, most, I mean, the majority of the street-based sex workers, they will let us know about who comes out in cars and, you know, drives around and it's like a, they tr treat them like it's a zoo. Yeah, yeah. And it becomes sort of like a, um, it's very dysfunctional and, it, and there's two things that can happen. One, our community take the law in their own hands, which I always say to them, don't, because you could be done, you know, for um, an offence. Yeah. And sometimes workers, you know, in the past have, you know, thrown things at m people in the public who um, are driving around and being really rude and disgusting because they're always in car loads. Mm. Yeah. And, um, you know, even like throwing eggs at workers, it's really horrible. But mm. we always, I always say, in our community, one of our... Um, health and safety things that we have is that take down the license plate of the vehicle and we report it to the police Good. and I go out on the street at night um, and if I see a vehicle harassing any workers I'll report it to the police mm. to the point I've actually chased people in my car mm. with um, police comms saying 111 I've got this car here that's done this to this worker um, and we will report hate crimes mm. yes it's a hate crime yeah 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 I think people don't realize that it's a hate crime. And what are the authorities like in those type of situations? Mm. The, p the police are very good. Like, um, you know, we do a lot of work with them. And w like this, uh, in Tamaki, we have four policing districts. So we have to deal with four area commanders, four district commanders and different policing teams. But I can say, uh, you know, I can speed dial someone and just say, like, we've got this nonsense happening um, to our community. And the workers are really good because they will also inform the police as well. Yeah. And through the, I mean, and the police have changed their system too. They have um, police 105. The you can, you call, you know, 105. Not um, like crazy yeah. murders or anything. Yeah. Yeah, and you can report stuff like that. Um, and right. we, I, I encourage a lot of our people in our community to go through that process. But usually with the workers, they won't muck about. You know, they. Um, yeah, they'll call the cops. And I encourage people who also just driving down roads and if they see it, they should report it to. Mm. Even if you're act actively advocating or you're, you're a sex worker yourself, I think anyone, if they're seeing any type of hate crime, yeah. should go and, and uffy and support the way, any way that they can, safely. Yeah. 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 And it's interesting because like when you're on the other side, um, when you're looking at the other, you know, mainstream society, how they look at our community, it's always like there's this um, perception that's, you know, um, influenced by media yeah. and it's influenced by their own family values around mm. sex and what's immoral, what's moral. Um, so when you have people come out, it's interesting, our community, when you see them come out in numbers, you get them by themselves, um, you know, they'll be really, like, they won't know what to do, but if they come in crowds with their friends, Oh. Yeah. Ruthless. And um, yeah. I've got someone backing me <laughs> and, to be um, a dick. And so when people are in groups, you know, that's where, you know, they feel more um, of a show going on. Yeah. yeah. And I know for our street based workers in um, Karanga Happy Road, they don't like being out when um, school kids come out, particularly like mm. Auckland Girls Grammar. They come out around 3, 15, 3 o'clock to 3.15. The workers won't come out because the, the kids are cruel. Mm. And so, you know, when we've dealt with um, stuff involving kids, uh, you know, kids being horrible to workers on the street or whatever, um, you know, I'll just ring up the principal of the school and, and same the other way around, you know. Um, yeah. 
yeah. Has that been received well? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, um, yeah most definitely. Now it's just it's just normalised now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it shows that we need to talk more about it so that when people do interact with people who are sex workers, that they understand that this is. It's wild that you have to teach people this, but like they're human. Don't mm. go around treating people like this. I think what happens a lot with, I mean, you know, adult people who pay for sex are not interested in children. Mm. Do you know, like kids mm. go to school, so they're walking down Karangahapi Road, yeah. same like Hunter's Corner, Manurewa. Yeah. I mean, um, and the workers are there, but, you know, there's not going to be any interaction other than they just want to mind their own business, mm. get on with what they do. I think the big fuss always happens from, you know, um, parents or people who are feeling righteous, yeah. you know, about all oh, those people over there, you know, um, they shouldn't be seen, they should be somewhere else or relocate them somewhere. Mm. There's this, it's, it's the stigma that's hard to break because there's like, thinking of sex as a thing right. to people is quite personal. Yeah. Right? And it's like a, type of thing where you th feel like it's worth more than standing on the road saying here or this is the value for money and then that's where people make the misinterpretation that these people are like that's where the dirtiness comes from where they would do it for money and then how have you guys worked with communities to change the it's the feeling for um, the wider public um, around stigma of prostitution and how it can be seen as this dirty thing where we all know everyone has sex and why wouldn't you it's just another what's a good trade yeah yeah i mean under the law in aotearoa new zealand sex workers you know it's just like any other ordinary job exactly and um i mean we've worked tirelessly um for years you know working with um, business <coughs> associations managers of business associations and the mm. councils um the Pirihimana, um, you know, other communities, church groups, um, mm. you know, just around destigmatizing yeah. mm. um, the myths, yeah. and also just raising awareness that you know we are part of the community as well, mm. and um, so that's always been our party line. Yeah. You know, we are here. We're not going anywhere. And I remember um, oldest trade. You know before the law changed, churches and brothels or massage parlours, what we used to call them back then, were next door to each other. Wow. No one ever complained then. No. And it wasn't till like when we sort of started building momentum around changing the law, um, all of a sudden we started having like, you know, your neighbours were like, oh, they were either for us or against us. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned um, brothels and that, that you, it was called massage parlours, right? Um, oh, I just like thinking about like how many times I've drawn past and people are like, oh, that's a brothel. Mm. And you're like, oh shit, really? And then yeah. you're like, who's going in there? Like, what type of people are going in there? Um, and growing up and having all these things that were projected onto me and they became a bias of mine until I learned, obviously, and listened and, and, and whatnot. And like also experienced the world, right? Mm, yeah. um, but the misconceptions I grew up with were so rampant growing up in a really conservative community. Even the myth like of homelessness. Oh, all of like it. You think they're homeless or they're just doing it for drugs. Yeah. Those <coughs> myths. Yeah, because yeah. you're projecting your bias yeah. onto them. You're projecting your judgment onto so many people that don't share a similar experience to you. So what are some of the myths and misconceptions when it comes to sex work as a whole? 
Well, I probably have to ask you guys that because I know the answers. But um, <laughs> you can chuck it to us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll throw the ball back in your court. Okay. But, um, I mean, what what are the myths that you have, you know, growing, growing up, up with? Knowing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this for for me growing up, it was that that they're homeless. Like, so you see them on the side of the road. That they have no choice. They have a pimp. Um, they have. Yeah. They're all drug users. Yeah. Um, they they're forced to do this. undervalue yeah. their their um, what's it called product service yeah service yeah not service. product service <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> what what's some no you? I'm I'm with you I think also um, I think I grew up with a the biggest m myth and misconception not saying this also isn't a reality but I was raised thinking that oh poor them. Like, mm. they're being forced to do this. Yeah. There's no other way. Like, we need to help them. We need to go save them. That that's is crazy. Yeah, that's... Because that I think the majority of sex workers would laugh at that. Yeah, um, I'm sure they would. You know, we, we've done academic research of 773 sex workers um, in Aotearoa, New Zealand, and majority of reasons why sex workers do this job is because it's for the money. Um, mm. Pay parity, um, empowerment and also around exploring their sexuality mm. and um, yeah, just pretty much making money to pay their bills. Absolutely. Put food on the table, um, the, you know, the tires on the car, um, school uniform for their kids. Yeah. Um, you know, like anyone so, yeah, working. You know, we have a population of um, student sex workers who don't get a lot of money from StudyLink. Yeah. And so that income also assists them to do the things where they can afford stuff they, they can't because they're restricted by the study link criteria. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's just r ridiculous. No, yeah. now thinking back, yeah, I'm like, Because I don't what? ask a chippy, why are you a chippy? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. But generally, and the flexibility of the hours, like most workers, they could do, um, you know, like three jobs in a day um, and then they're fine you know that's a um, week and that you know they're charging anything from um, anything from 250 an hour to whatever it, it, different individual workers are different mm. um, we have workers that work privately for themselves um, and then we've got workers who work in a club mm. yeah so it could be anything like being a dancer in the strip club um, or working in a commercial brothel um, or our street-based sex workers can do both. They'll work on the street, but they'll also work online. Mm. What are your thoughts on OnlyFans? Um, I think it's really important that, um, you know, platforms are there where people can diversify their business. And I mean, mm. like yesterday I sat with a worker and, and she was saying to me, oh, you know, I'm only on this um, on this site at Scortify. So I said to her, well, okay, have you thought about going on Twitter, OnlyFans, Instagram? And she's like, oh, no, I didn't think of that. And so we sat down for, you know, like 40 minutes going through the different platforms and how she could market. There's mm. one thing I'm really good at. It's around marketing and selling yeah. sex. Yeah. yeah. And it's just the same like anything. Like, you know, you have yeah. a platform like um, any social media platform. Um, the thing I always say to workers is because they'll, they'll end up doing everything themselves so that, you know, they've got to make sure that they don't get burnt out. And it's not from 
the, the burnout's usually from keeping up with the profiles. Right. right. And then... It's um, not actual, the, the labour. The labour. Because yeah. the labour work, you can choose, you know, what type of job you want, the bookings, when you want mm. it. So we have different sort of platforms also, like um, Sugar Daddy, um, Sugar Baby. Sugar Mama. <laughs> Sugar People. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, there's so many. Um, yeah. so many platforms on there but I think what happens is that people um, have this perception like oh yeah I want to I go on there and make heaps of money but um, before you even think about going there you know either come in and see us and have a chat about it because mm. um, within our community we have um, all that institutional knowledge yeah. mm. I, love, I love that you said like that sex workers would laugh at that because yeah. I'm like, these are these are our judgments and yeah. our mis misconceptions that we actually don't know anyone who's done sex. I don't know anyone who's done sex work, so I'm just, I just, I'm just judging right from from as a kid. And I, I think like I love that you're like, they would laugh at that shit. Yeah. That's not reality. I think it's because like all you hear is the bad stories. Yeah, you hear about the violence, exactly, and, um, the gang work, and you know having gang members for fun. That's all. You know, they don't sell you a, a nice picture. Yeah, they don't paint a nice picture about it. So mm -hmm. those misconceptions are just drilled into you from totally. um, not just Fano friends, but also media and movies. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, movies, like, yeah. And movies. That's literally how they portray them all the time. So the breaking the stigma things. Probably the biggest thing yeah. for us as a public eh, is to yeah. just realise that it's just another trade. They're just doing another job yeah. like anybody else. Yeah. But it's like <laughs> and in saying that, you probably have people in your circle who have been workers, but they would never come out and say and that. Say it. Because, you know, stigma and discrimination plus privacy. Mm. Yeah. And then, you know, what I've learned over the years is, particularly with the media, is like, everyone's like, have you been a sex worker? Have you done this? I thought, well, what's in your backyard? Mm. Because, mm. You, know, the, you know, the questions like that are really rude, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and insensitive. Um, yeah, because it's almost like, well, if you want to, like, let's put the mirror on, on the other, you know, on the on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. Because it almost becomes around sensationalism. Yeah. But it takes yeah. it away from the mana about the space and the people. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the people. And they're more, they're, they're more than just, a, like, another number. Like, I think, like, that's what... I think people forget like they're humans with so many other things like mm. you're more than just the mahi you do too is it because you forget and you're like well did you work in are you were you a sex worker and then if you were to flip it and i was like yeah i did do laboring you know or where we you're not ashamed of your yeah. old work yeah yeah but it almost becomes like this thing where people are like what is it like yeah how much money did you make mm. you know and that it's does like, happen mm. How much money did you make in your job? Right. You know? <laughs> Do you know what I right, mean? Yeah. yeah. It's uh, the curiosity that people feel entitled to. Yeah, that yeah. rudeness. It's like asking um, soldiers who have been to war, like, mm. what was it like to kill someone? Yeah, she yeah, got trauma yeah. with yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> she got trauma with me. Yeah. I want to know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, we had, um, we've had a few people on talking about their, like, their experiences as a transgender person mm. and the inappropriate questions they get about everything. And you're like, entitled to you're not entitled to those things yeah 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 um you know i mean like doing the work what i do anyway it's a privilege to serve mm. but it's also you know um it's not easy mm. because you have to deal with um the perceptions but also um you know when we 
we, you know, the government in particular will look at legislations that might affect our people. Um, so, you know, these things that, like there's a legislation at the moment with the Immigration Act. If you're a migrant sex worker, you can't work as a sex worker on a temporary visa. And so what happens to those workers when they get caught by authorities, they um, get deported. And then wow. when you get a deportation notice, it's a five-year ban. Wow. And sex workers um, criminalised in many countries around yeah. the world. And um, so that's uh, that's another piece of uh, activism work that we are raising around um, making amendment to the Immigration Act. Yeah. And how has that been like working alongside that space and advocating for it? It's it's been tough, but yeah. um, you know we've done academic research in two thousand and fourteen of yeah. one hundred and twenty four migrant sex workers that were interviewed who mm-hmm. all said that they were not forced to you know forced in sex work. They chose to do this job for um, you know work. Yeah. And the other thing was. Um, when there was violence towards them, like sexual violence or um, hate crimes, they couldn't report it because they would be in breach of their mm. visa. And so what we did in 2018, we went to the UN to Geneva. Um, so most people don't know that Aotearoa, like many other countries, are signed up to international treaties. Mm-hmm. And New Zealand has signed up to the United Nations Convention Elimination Against Discrimination of Women, it's a lot. Cedar, <laughs> and so every four years, um, our government has to report back to the UN saying this is what they've done. Um, but I, myself, and my um, our national coordinator, we went to Geneva and Amazing. we challenged um, our government and civil society that this is what really is happening, you know, with our people. Um, and you know, they're you know, Tangata Whenua were there as well, you know, mm. up there challenging um, the government. Yeah. on issues that affect us. And most people don't know that. You can go to the UN mm. and challenge our government and hold them accountable. Absolutely. And so I think, we, yeah, this year anyway, they've got the um, periodic report that the government has to say what they've done in the last four years. And so um, a lot of civil society organisations, uh, we've got a meeting on Tuesday um, where we'll still argue that the government hasn't done enough and this is what's really happening yeah. um, on the ground for us, which means we'll probably have to go to the UN again. Yeah. Or, That's so um, important. Yeah. That's so much money. That's so much money. That's a big also, load of, the website it? for Sex Workers Collective, I haven't been on for a few years now, but the last time I was on, you had so much, like, so many links to different things. And, and, and from what I remember, there was, like, research and readings, and the website's really um, user-friendly really user friendly and um, yeah. Yeah. Loved, yeah, I love learning through that way. And I mean, Aotearoa New Zealanders, we call it the New Zealand model. And yeah. so a lot of countries look at us as the blueprint around decriminalization mm. and the right human rights of sex workers. And, um, you know, I mean, on Monday this week, you know, my our national coordinator, Dame Catherine Healy and another activist, uh, Tangata Whenua activist, we're talking to the South African South Africa is going for decriminalisation. Wow. Um, so we've got Canada. We have, um, you know, other countries that are looking at us mm. as world leading and want the same thing in their own countries, yeah. Right. That's amazing. That yeah, is it's amazing. Front of it. It's just another 
like there's so much legislation and so much things to change. It's just the oh, system wow. being against us again. That's wait, this is a common thing. Like <laughs> first system. Yeah, the system. <laughs> this just huge needs. thing. But there's strong, brave people like you working to to change things for the better. Yeah, and question it, and be like, we need to do something more. Yeah. I think we need we need more of that. People forget that it's just people involved. Yeah. You know, at the bottom, at the ground level, it's not. It's not sex, it's not, you know, it's just people. Yeah, and also sex it brings people joy and pleasure. Yeah. Why would you want to shame people for that? Yeah, and I, I guess, you know, it's great that we have a, a national team because um, we've got officers around the community centres around the country. Um, so we've got one, Christchurch, which covers the whole South Island. Mm. Wellington is our head office, which covers, um, you know, the Gisborne area and um, Palmerston North and Tauranga, and then Auckland, we cover from Up. Bombay right to the far north. Mm. But um, we're not funded for some parts, so, you know, wow. we do it for Aroha. Wow. Yeah. Wow, so we need more funding. Yeah, that'd be this. nice, some philanthropic funding. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, to wrap up, what do you think we need to do better when it comes to space? Obviously more money, but like, what could, what could we as a country, as a people, do more when we're talking about sex work? Well, what I, I mean, I can say is that what I've noticed in 20 years is that, um, you know, sex workers have been approached to share their stories and that, you know, um, you can like on spin-off um, RNZ or, you know, just yeah. other little, you know, media stories and stuff like that where they've been brave enough to come out. It takes a lot of courage to come out. Mm. Um, but, you know, um, the more positive stories that are out there about our people, our community, um, the less shame there is. Absolutely. Yeah, and I guess for us would be, you know, changing Section 9 of the Prostitution Reform Act and the Immigration Act mm. so that migrant sex workers are able to work in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Some people are like, oh, no, you know, they can be quite racist towards migrants. Mm. Of course. And, um, but, you know, I've dealt with many migrant workers who are on student visas, you know, other temporary visas who, um, yeah, you know, had to, you know, be deported or um, had horrible things happen to them that we haven't been able to report because their fear of yeah. their, you know, their, um, their visa being revoked. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just ongoing. Wow. Yeah. June <laughs> 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 I mean, um, the 25th, anyway, it's our 20 years and... We are planning to have a um, event up here in Tamakimakoto in an mm. exhibition. We're just doing some collaboration stuff with Auckland Council, and um, yeah, just w watch that space because we'll probably put it up on our website and Absolutely. our socials, Beautiful. and just raising the awareness around um, decriminalisation. Beautiful. Um, you know, you know, twenty years and beyond. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And what's your social media handle for? Is it just New Zealand sexual? Um, Aotearoa New Zealand Sex Workers Collective cool. on Instagram, Twitter, Mean. Facebook. Um, what else is there I'm trying to think of? Um, the website. The website, which so is cool. www.nzpc.org.nz. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what else. I've got brain fog. No, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, no, we, you know, we have, yeah, just come and give us a call or. We're happy to even come and talk to your community groups Mean. and yeah and that sort of stuff so we're very approachable yeah no. 
This is amazing. Thank yeah. you so much for your time. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Thank you very much. It's, it's been really beautiful to speak with you and to learn about this space that we don't often, we don't know much about. And I think, um, you know, I think it's really important that we have, have spaces to talk about things that we don't often talk about. So yeah. Be kind, yeah. be open, yeah. get informed. And don't be a dick. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. You would make money on OnlyFans. I'm just saying. I uh, know. I, I know. I, I feel really like I have a real niche market. Oh, for you. No. Yeah. His ego now. <laughs> I honestly, I honestly know that. <laughs> like I would have a real niche market. I'm fully tattered. Yeah. Like, yeah. People would be like. Wait, yeah. take your hair down, Mali. Mali. Yeah. 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 We can do. put oil on your body. Yeah. yeah. Oil on a Chase would love this. She'd just oil your body for you. Yeah, then I wouldn't have to do anything. Yeah, just lie there. Yeah, yeah. Just, lie there. <laughs> just do these poses. Yeah. It's the time at all. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, thank you so much, Anna. You're welcome. Um, but that's us. <laughs> um, go find Anna and the mahi she does at Sex Workers um, Collective, Aotearoa Sex Workers Collective, and um, we'll see you next, next episode. Kaki